Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. something amazing and awesome. I want to jump into our word today, um, and, and, and I want to read a passage of scripture. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had a moment in your life where you kind of hit pause on something, you know, when you're watching or listening to something, and you usually do it because you want to share or do something else just in a moment. Something is necessary or needed, and that's kind of how I felt this week, and so I'm going to put a pause on our Step Out series. We'll pick it up again next week, but I want to share what God has been kind of stirring in my heart and something I've been mulling over for the last little while. Let me read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, verse 7 to 10, and then we're going to pray uh, that God would give us the, the ears today. Uh, ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying uh, in this season and in this moment and through certainly his word. And so 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 10 says this, Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. And three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, and I want you to highlight this, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ may, his Christ's power may rest on me. And that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardship, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask you, as we do every given Sunday, I hope and pray that as a church family, when we're sitting down to read your word or we're in your presence and we're worshiping, that, God, we really would get to a place where, you know, God, we would honestly just constantly say, Holy Spirit, would you... Would you, would you give us ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying in this season and in this moment? That, God, you'd have your way with us today. That, God, as much as we have enjoyed your presence in worship and adoration to you, God, now we, we, we look forward to hearing from you and speaking to our hearts through your word. And so, God, we just ask you to come and be with us today in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said... Amen. 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 I, 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 like I said, and I, want, I felt like I needed to pause, uh, and part of it had to do with something that uh, has concerned me over the last little while, especially in light of you know, this conversation with regard to mental health. And we saw this week with the Bell Let's Talk uh, you know, uh, annual campaign uh, and, and raising awareness and funds for uh, mental health initiatives to help people in this season. And I've had a, a, a very strong concern, and I'm sure you have as well, about you know, what's been going on in our world with regard to COVID and, and obviously, you know, the need to do things like we're doing social distancing, physical distancing, uh, the lockdowns, the stay-at-home order, and we're doing a lot of these things to help, you know, uh, keep the virus from spreading, getting it down, and, and I totally understand that, but at the same time, you know, I'm concerned, and I've always been concerned about the impact of mental health in general, but, but in a season like this where we're so isolated physically, you know, from people, what kind of toll was it going to have on us you know, as individuals, or what kind of a toll is it going to have on my own personal life? And the truth is, is that it's a hard season to navigate. 
Because we all understand the need for the things that we're doing, but at the same time, we're not wired to isolate like this. We're not built for this uh, you know, kind of you know, isolation. And, and so it's no surprise over the last few months that statistically it's showing that, that there's a rise, a significant rise in mental health issues you know, among people within our community since the beginning of COVID. Uh, especially among our students, our teenagers, frontline workers, and the stress and the anxiety and, the, and, 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 and I'm sure just being overwhelmed in general with what they're doing and, and being on the front lines. And, and, and so individuals, and then of course individuals that are already wrestling with you know, mental health. And so you know, over the last number of months, one of my prayers, one of the things that I've been concerned about, and I knew at some point, God, I, just, I felt like the Lord saying, you're going to speak to it, but I, I just didn't feel the release and I felt like this week, because of all that was going on, I thought, you know what, this is a good time as any to speak and share to that. And I hope today, because I'm not an expert, because the reality is, is that it, this, is, this just makes the whole season even more difficult to, to navigate through. And it begs the question, you know, what, how do I deal with it? How do I work through it? Like, how do I wrestle, you know, through this moment and, and still do all the things that are being asked of me? And they're great questions, and I know that I am no expert. I think that's part of the reason why I kind of held off on, you know, uh, speaking on this, because I just felt like, well, what do I have really to contribute to the conversation except my own personal journey and what God has done to help me, especially in this season, with regard to mental health. And so I, I want to share some thoughts and, and a word that God's laid on my heart today. And my hope and my prayer is that it will help individuals that are wrestling through mental health right now, maybe more than, uh, than, than, than normal, if you can call it that. You know, and, and even for us to, to recognize some of the things that we could be doing to help others as they wrestle through this season, as we continue to socially distance and physically distance and, uh, and, and continue to, to you know, uh, honor you know, the request of our government in the way of lockdown, in the way of stay-at-home order, orders. These are all great questions. How do you wrestle through it? And so I want to share what I hope would help you today. You know, recently I uh, was reading an article from the Gospel Coalition. Uh, it was written by a follower of Jesus. Her name is uh, Liren Barnett. Now, I hope I got her uh, name right. I apologize if I butchered that. Um, but that's how it seems to be. And so, but anyway, she wrote an article. She's a follower of Jesus, and she wrestles with uh, mental health issues. Uh, one of them specifically is bipolar disorder. She's been diagnosed with that, and, and, and she wrote an incredible article just encouraging believers as they wrestle through, you know, mental health, and whether it's on, you know, again, varying degrees, but, but just an encouraging word. And, and she actually, in her, her article, which was, like I said, really great and encouraging, but the one thing that captivated me when I started to read this article was the opening paragraph, where she references, you know, this passage of scripture from Paul in his letter to the, you know, the church in Corinth in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And I was fascinated by what she wrote. I was fascinated by what she, what she thought. And, and as she points out in the passage is that really nobody really knows. It's true. No scholar really knows what, um, what the thorn in the side or the thorn in the flesh is. I mean, I've heard guys make jokes, you know, that husbands make jokes that it's their wives. And that's not a good joke, guys. Don't. Don't, don't, don't tell that joke right now. But, but, but seriously, you know, when you look at, um, you know, I'm sure there's some wives going, that's the thorn on my side is my husband's. But anyways, don't get sidetracked, PC. Here we go. Um, but scholars debate, they don't really know what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. 
The debate can be anything from an inner emotional turmoil, like mental health. It can be a physical ailment, you know, like uh, eyesight issues. It could be opponents. He could be referring to opponents within the church that are, that are causing him grief and questioning his leadership and his authority. Some wonder if he's referring to his own speech impediment and feeling like he can't really communicate the way that he should, even though he was a scholar and, a, and an incredibly wise individual, well, well read, well understood, well versed. Even when he makes reference here in chapter 12 about the, a messenger of Satan, you know, some believe that he's actually refer, referring to you know, uh, demonic activity that's going on around him. And, and, and no matter how you look at it, no matter what that actual thorn in the flesh is, the one thing that is absolutely clear from this passage, whatever it is, was bothering him to the point where he felt like it was actually hindering his ability to do ministry. It was hindering his ability to, to do what God had called him to do or to be who God called him to be in the natural. And so he went to the Lord. He's like, God, you gotta, you know, you gotta take this away from me. And that's where you know, this, this, this article really grabbed me even more so when, when, when Liren made this comment, and I quote it, and it's up on your screen, and it says, she said this, she wrote this, biblical scholars aren't sure exactly what Paul's thorn was, but I can tell you mine, bipolar disorder. I was diagnosed as an adolescent and have pleaded with God more than thrice or three times to remove this from me. It took me longer than Paul to hear God telling me that his grace is sufficient. Man, I got to tell you right there, as soon as I read it, it grabbed me, it resonated with me, partly as a, a communicator of the gospel, you know, someone who, who, who's been called to share, you know, insights through scripture to help equip and encourage and inspire people and encourage and inspire myself as well in doing so. And, 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 and I love how she really captured the heart of this passage and how she applied it to her own life and, and, and how it applies to even us, for us today. And that's where, you know, it, for me, most importantly, it just hit home. Because I don't know about you, but even for myself, and even though, you know, over the, you know, the, 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 the season of being in ministry, even just doing life, yeah, there are times where I hit anxiety and, and worry, and, and sometimes there's, you know, just discouragement, maybe even to the point where feeling a little depressed, maybe even more than little. But if there was one thing in this season that I can honestly say has been more than normal, a thorn in my side or the thorn in my flesh, the struggle, the hardship, the wrestle that I've faced, it's been my mental health. I just knew I wasn't like myself, especially at the beginning and, and the middle, actually, of COVID. Probably the middle of COVID was, was probably the, uh, the most challenging, to be quite honest with you, where I hit the pinnacle of my, of, of my anger, my frustration, my uh, just not feel like I said, I felt heavy, uh, not just physically, because that's an impact on COVID as well, not being able to work out and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's important. That's a part of your mental health. And I wasn't doing those things. And, but I just felt heavy emotionally, men especially mentally. I, I just felt like I was hitting like, wall after wall, spiritually, even though I was spending time in the presence of God, I just, I just felt a heaviness. I didn't feel like myself. I don't know if you can relate to that. 
That was my wrestle in the last little while. And, and, and I just, like I said, I didn't feel like myself. And I saw it impacting my, what I perceived to be my ability to be the dad that I need to be, that I'm called to be. I felt like it challenged my ability to be the husband. I, wasn't, I didn't feel like I was being the husband that I needed to be. Man, and talk about being a pastor and, and a leader on my staff and, 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 and inspiring and encouraging my staff. And man, I had to dig deep and I don't know where it came from. Well, I do and I'll explain that in a second. But, but honestly, I, I just I felt like the enemy was using it just like Paul. I mean, that's part of the reason why when he mentions uh, you know, a messenger of Satan, this is the debate whether it's demonic activity or was... Was it just something that the enemy was using to stop the purposes of God and Paul? And I felt like the enemy was using all of those things and getting in the way and challenging me and just making me feel like I'm not, I'm not myself, I'm not capable. And, and I was just, I was spiraling, I'm not going to lie. I, I, was, I was really wrestling in that season. Which is really interesting because when you look at the term that, that Paul uses and even the word that he got from the Lord, you know, my, his power is made perfect in our weakness. Man, if there's ever a word that's not appropriate in the conversation about mental health, it's weakness. Because it's not a weakness. It's a struggle. It's something that we wrestle with. And it takes incredible strength for an individual to address it, to deal with it, and to work through it. But, but here's what's interesting about this word weakness, because it can, it can give you the wrong impression if you're talking about mental health, and, the, and especially in this case with you know, Liren as she's sharing her heart and her thoughts as a follower of Jesus, and still being able to do what God's called her to do, and to be who God's called her to be, you know, and, and still dealing with her mental health is that the word actually at the root means incapacity. It, what he was saying is that the thorn, his struggle, his hardship, whatever it might be, whether it's mental health or maybe it was a physical ailment or maybe it's the opponents of the church, it was giving him the sense or, or hitting him in such a way that it was making him feel like I'm incapable of being or doing what God's called me to do, incapacity. I'm wrestling here, and I, I, can't, I can't do what I'm called to do. And that's, if you've ever gone through a, a season, and again, depending on the depth, you could go to one extreme or the other. Like I said, there are days where it's, we all deal with anxiety and, 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 and worry and different things like that. Some of us, it digs really deep, and we deal with daily depression. Unfortunately, even right now, their statistics are showing that suicide rates are getting higher and higher right now. And it's alarming, which, like I said, makes it even more difficult to navigate in this season as we do our best to help curb the virus. But isolation is, man, it's, 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 it's having its toll, that's for sure, among so many other things. And I got to tell you, depending on the depth, sometimes the condition of your mental health will leave you feeling like you're incapable. There were days where it was so hard that I just felt like, man, can I still be a pastor? Can I, can I still minister to people? Can I, you know, like, man, I just, I, I just, it was, it was hard. That's all I'm going to say about that. It was just hard.
And if that's you today, I need you to hear the words that Paul heard whispered in his heart and spirit from God today. That in the midst of your mental health struggle, or any struggle or hardship or insult or any pressure that you face in your journey of faith, hear the words of God today. That in the midst of it, his grace is sufficient. I, you know, I love that word sufficient because it, they believe that it's actually connected to another word, another verb that talks about raising a bar or raising a standard or raising some type of barrier. And at the same time, it's this idea of benefit allowing you to, to overcome and to, to move through and to, 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 to prosper for the lack of a better term success, to get, to get through it. It's like there's this protection, and, and the Lord says, hey, Paul, in the midst of your hardship, in the midst of whatever you know, he was facing, hey, Paul, my grace, my ability to minister you, to you, my ability to heal you, my, my ability to strengthen you, you need to know is sufficient. It will, it will rise up, and it will begin to surround you and protect you, and it will begin to minister to you because my power is made perfect. It's the idea is that this is the opportunity that in the midst of what you feel renders you incapable of living, doing, being. I want you to know this is the moment where I, I best shine because my power Power not only comes along in the form of grace, but in the form of strength and my ability to work through you and in you in the midst of your struggle. You're not incapable, even though Paul felt like, God, I can't keep doing this if you don't do anything about it. God goes, listen, even if I don't do anything about it, and again, that's a big question, and that's all for a whole nother conversation and a whole nother message, but the bottom line, God says, listen, you are never weak because where I'm present, there's always hope, and where there is hope, there is strength strength and power and you need to know that in the moment of when you feel like you're incapable I'm so strong and, and I can get you through this I can heal you I can restore you and while that process is going on and while you wrestle through it every single day just remember that my grace is there for you and that I can come and make you the overcomer just let me do it. And God did that for Paul. Paul continued. He went on to continue to minister to churches. He continued on to be Paul, a child of God. He didn't lose his value. He didn't lose his ability to an effectiveness. He, he, he just, God just showed up. And that resonates for me. That totally resonates for me. Because I've experienced God's grace being sufficient in this season. And I've definitely seen his power to help me not only endure my hardship, but I watched him strengthen and minister to me when I finally just said, you know what, I gotta, I, I gotta, I've got to focus on this. I've got to deal with this. I can't just avoid this right now. 
And when I look back, and, and, and this is why, this is another reason why I kind of held off because I was in the middle of the journey and I was watching God do things and I thought, God, I, I don't want to speak to it until I, I feel like I've got some ground under my feet and I feel like I've got some momentum. And, but God was at work. And when I look back to where I am today versus where I was, you know, a number of months ago, man, I'm going to tell you, you know, the, 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 the old uh, quote or the old saying, and I don't know if I've got it exactly right, but, but for the grace of God, there go all. Like that would be exactly how I felt when I look back and I go, man, God, you know, I don't know how I was able to continue to pastor and continue to, to you know, to be a friend and, and continue to be that dad and that husband at the level that I was able to do, even though I knew that I wasn't hitting my best. I wasn't myself. And I look back at what God did in the middle of that and, and how he helped me overcome that as I was wrestling through that. And even more amazed as I look back at what he's done internally in my own heart and my own spirit in the way of restoration, in the, re, in the way of healing and, and, and strength and, and just clearing my heart and my mind. It's, it's, it's like night and day, to be honest with you. And that's where I want to share a little bit of my journey some things that God taught me over the last little while that I hope would encourage you. And I'm going to invite uh, Pastor Jonathan to come back because I want to pray for you today. The first thing is that God just reminded me how important it is that in the season like that, you need to seek intentionally. Like just, man, you, you can't just let it. You know, the, uh, how many times did I see this written, you know, on Twitter and different uh, social media platforms, you know, uh, this past week where it talks about don't suffer in silence, Right? And how many times did I feel like, you know, uh, the moments where I just wanted to keep my mouth shut and yet God just said, you got to address this. And, and one of the things that God taught me over the last little while is, the, the, again, once again, reminded me, I should say not just taught me, remind me of the, the, the wealth of the, of the tools that God has available to us. You know, one of the things that I, I was reminded of in my season is just like, you know how the church, you know, God gave the church these gifts. He said, pastors, well... Okay, that one might be a little bit, you know, questionable for my church. But anyways, it's supposed to be a gift, right? So pastors, prophets, apostles, teachers, the evangelists. You know how in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul talks about the diversity of the body of Christ and the need for each other? And how all of us are wired differently and, and, and we're not the same and we need each other. And, and I, God has created us that way on purpose so that we can depend on one another, so that we can function as one under the head, which is Jesus himself. You notice the diversity? The pastor is different than the apostle. The apostle is different than the teacher. They all have different gifts to bring to the table, but all are necessary. And one of the things that God taught me when I finally surrendered and said, God, I can't just let this go. I can't just ride it out. I need to address what I feel is, is, is hurting me, making me feel incapable. God says, listen, then take advantage intentionally of every gift that I've given you. So grateful for my friends. I'm so grateful for, you know, their, their text messages and the walks that we've taken when we've been able to. You know, the coffees that we were able to have back in the summer. I'm grateful for my church family. I'm grateful for my prayer partners who walked this journey with me. I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, uh, man, I'm grateful for my district when I think about this. What a blessing 
it's been to know that, that there are resources that our district has offered, people that I can talk with, people that I can share with, that, that when I'm feeling overwhelmed and stressed and I'm wrestling to the level that I was wrestling, it was available to me and I took advantage of those things around me. Listen, you might be watching this right now and I want to encourage you. There are incredible resources. Take advantage of what God has given you. And placed in your life, and I think about, you know, especially for our students, I, I felt this uh, sense in my heart. Take advantage of having conversations with Pastor Jonathan, and, or even children talking to Pastor Kara, or you as a church member, talk to myself, or, you know, talk to uh, any one of our staff. I'm thinking about Wendy this morning, who helps us with pastoral care. I don't normally do this but I, 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 because I don't want to be unfair to other great organizations, but I want to highlight, especially for our students, the Healthy Youth Network and Penny Teeth and the work that they've been doing over the years to invest in, 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 the, in, in young men and women in our community. I think about our youth center. I think there's so many resources available. If you Listen, whatever it takes, I'm not saying that everything requires, you know, um, certain steps. I just think we take advantage of everything. If, listen, if you need counseling today, don't shy away from that. Use that incredible gift that God's given individuals that know how to sort through some things when you feel like, I, I, I don't know what to think, I don't know how to work through it. And it could be everything from the present to the past. The other thing that God stirred in my heart was sources. As I was going through this, I was wrestling with sources. I, I, God just started to convict my heart, not necessarily of, of what I was intentionally doing, but one of the things that I was challenged by is that I found myself, because of all the isolation, found myself more not looking at social media. And, and, and I got to tell you something, that was the first thing that went for my 21 days of fasting. And here's the thing, before you, under, and hear my heart, I'm not, I'm not you know, getting, uh, I'm not here to, 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 to give social media a hard time because I think it's an incredible platform. And you have to remember, that's just what it is. It's a platform. But it becomes what we allow it to become inside of our lives. And for me, especially in the season of all the challenges with restrictions and, and, and both sides just arguing and for and against, and then of course all the politics stuff, and every time I went to social media, I just felt darkness. That's part of the reason why I shared that passage last week on Matthew chapter six, that the eye is the lamp to the heart. And it either sheds light into your heart or it sheds darkness. And if it's shedding darkness, how dark will your heart be? Because that was a lesson that God said, listen, you need to cut out anything right now that mentally, emotionally, you're not able to handle. Let's, let's pause that for a moment. And let's begin to fill your heart and your spirit with the things of God. Hope. And hearing voices that, that will speak honestly to you, but loving caring and and so I just me I just cut that out for a while and I'm back now but I keep snoozing some people I'm not gonna lie I've said it it's not about the platform it's what we make it and here's the last thing over the last number of months God's reminded me that even on the days that I feel good 
And I've had a lot of those days in the last few months. I can honestly tell you, man, I'm amazed at the restoration and the healing and the things that God has done over the last little while. And remember, it's a process. I get it. It takes, and, and, I, and, and this is the point. God says, don't settle when you're still feeling good. Make sure that you're constantly maintaining. Constantly maintaining. Constantly seeking out every avenue that's available to you to fill your heart and fill your spirit and fill your mind with the things of God. People around you that love you and care for you because you are valuable. You need to hear that today. Your life is worth living today. You need to understand that in spite of all that's going on, God can still, in when we are weak, when we feel incapable, that's when we are the strongest because God steps in and he gives us hope and he gives us strength and his grace is provided. But don't let your guard down. Maintain. Don't settle. Don't settle. You know, I was thinking about this a uh, couple of years ago. Um, one of the guys that I work out with, his dad, and I probably have told this story, uh, his dad uh, joined us one day at the gym, and uh, his dad has been lifting weights for years. And, uh, and so anyways, he gets into the squat rack, and we, we were just going to do a few squats, you know, three sets kind of a thing. We're good. And his dad's like, no, 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 no. You guys, we got to do eight. What? I'm not going to be able to walk out of here. He goes, that's the whole point. So, you know, we get in the cage and we're, we did eight. And he kept pressing the weight. Like, it was crazy. And then it was what was really wild to watch was he got into the cage and he, he put on all these plates and he had 400 pounds in this rack. He's in his 60s. You wouldn't know it, but he's in his 60s. And he gets and he squats a couple of times, 400 pounds. And my friend looks at me and says, can you believe it? He only does that weight just to maintain. Saying he could probably do way more. But he just does it to maintain so that he doesn't lose what he has gained. Don't lose what you've gained. Man, do everything you can to seek intentionally every tool that God has available to you. Don't be embarrassed by it. Man, press on because your mental health matters, especially in this season. So I want to pray with you. And I want to encourage you as a church family right now, if you're listening, and maybe the, maybe the mental health uh, issue hasn't been yours, and, and, and I'm, 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 that's awesome but maybe someone around you. So be that person that they can seek. Be that person that can be that source. Man, when you're, when you're posting on social media, remember that. That's impacting somebody. So let's be the voice of hope. Let's be the voice of light. Let's be the voice of truth. Man, let's just love on people. Let's build the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom we should be concerned about. Building up people. But whatever you do, if you're wrestling today, don't lose ground. Keep pressing on. We're here for you. And so right now, all over this place, where, wherever you are right now, you could be in your living room, you could be in your basement, you could be watching this, wherever you are, would you, just, would you just call out to Jesus right now? Take 15 seconds. Would you cry out to him? Would you hear the whisper of his heart right now? Thanks for listening in to this week's message. 
Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.communitychurch.ca.